Welcome to the MTB Tribe Podcast, your trail map for the world of mountain biking. And now, I'll introducing your host, Gareth Beckett. Howdy, mountain bikers. Thanks for being here, and welcome to episode number 85 of the MTB Tribe Podcast. I'm here as always to help you find out more about mountain biking, how to get out in the trails, keep you stoked, and hopefully learn a little more about mountain biking and the people involved, helping you get off the sofa and onto the saddle. So thanks for tuning in, thanks for being here, and if you're a first-time listener, thanks for giving the podcast the opportunity to be in your earballs. It's uh, always great to get new people involved and hear from new people via socials and via the podcast email, so thanks so much for being here I do appreciate it and if you're an all-time listener and you've been tuning in from the start or near the start thanks so much for your support throughout the months and uh, well we're coming up in almost two years now um, so it's been crazy man it's been unbelievable that the podcast has been going that amount of time so thanks so much now today's episode is going to be awesome it's um, something I've been wanting to do for a while um, but with me being a multi I just haven't been able to achieve it um, but for episode 85 we are joined once again by a great friend of the podcast Robert from Freewheeling now we chat to Robert about uh, the last couple of months of the Irish racing calendar and it's something I've been wanting to do for a long time since I started the podcast to be honest is get the Irish racing scene more involved Um, but Robert is a wealth of information when it comes to the Irish and Northern Irish racing he attends all but a couple of the race events every season and um, he knows the players he is always hassling them for an interview for his own website and uh, in one form or another he's uh, sticking a microphone in their face or doing something to get their attention so this time he was very very kind to ju- do just that put a microphone in their face ask a few questions about the race season their state of mind how things have been going and the goals for the rest of the season and um, Robert was super kind to come on the podcast and share his interviews with the show. So you will hear from the likes of Greg Callahan, Keelan Grant, Kellen Callahan, Leah Monsell, and Ronan Dunn. We have great interviews with them guys. And um, it was great to hear it in that live form um, just after races and stuff. So it was really, really cool. So we also have a chat about the rest of the upcoming season riders to keep an eye on. Uh, and how the Irish crew will be doing in the EWS and the upcoming UCI downhill and stuff like that. Robert also uh, got a chat with Niall Davis about the future development of trail centres around his area and the funding available to develop these areas into world-class mountain bike destinations, really. So uh, we chat to Robert a wee bit about that and what Niall had to say about that and uh, how things are coming on and what he's expecting and and wanting to get from such a grant and how he's going to develop these centres and stuff like that. And there's quite a lot of rider feedback going into that kind of thing, so that's very interesting. And we also chat about, now not to finish in a low note, but we chat about the situation with the closure of Northern Irish Trails, what has been happening and what we can gather is going on from this at this time. Now, we don't have a lot of information on it, so we don't go into it too deep. But uh, we do have a chat about it because it is concerning. So we have a quick chat about that. Plus much, much more. And um, it is a great episode. It was great to get Robert back on the show. And um, as I say, he has a wealth of information for the Irish race scene. So it's great to to get him on and have that support for the podcast. Um, So let's uh, just sit back. Let's listen and let's welcome Robert to the MTB Tribe podcast. 
Hi, Robert. Good evening. Welcome back to the MTB Tribe podcast. You're, um, you'll have to get a seat beside me or something now in the booth because we're doing so much stuff together. It's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. It seems it's uh, it's great to be back on again um, and uh, getting to talk about biking and mountain biking in, in Ireland. So it's brilliant. Yeah, cool. And we're going to be reviewing the Irish race season up until now really and we're chatting when's this we're on the 25th of april um so we'll be covering some stuff and, and getting into some stuff you also done some very cool interviews with the riders and we'll be chatting about that and we'll get them on the podcast too um so thanks so much for doing that man you're you're kind of you're kind of the the mtv tribe feet on the ground in ireland you know yeah no problem it's it's i thought it was it was a good idea to mix it up instead of just ourselves talking about what's happened get the writers involved and get their get their thoughts on how things have gone so we've, we've got loads of interviews there for people to to listen in um people like greg callahan uh killian callahan keelan grant uh ronan dunn liam onsell there's loads of interviews coming up in this podcast so it's going to be really cool i think yeah, excellent, excellent. Now we'll get into that. We'll also be chatting a wee bit later about um, a slightly worrying situation in, in Northern Ireland with trail closures and stuff. Um, we'll get into that a wee bit. We'll not delve into it too deep because we don't know all the info, but we'll chat about that as as well um, at the end of the show. Um, so that'll be good to get into as well. Um, so let's let's jump into the racing then, if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, there's been loads happening, man. It's been crazy. Yeah, we've pretty much kicked off all rounds of the national championships, essentially. So we've had uh, grassroots enduro series has kicked off, the Vitus First Tracks Enduro Cup, Cup in Ravensdale. Then we had the Gravity Enduro Ireland series in Ballinastowe. And we also had the first round of the Irish Downhill Mountain Bike Series in Carrick. So, yeah, there's plenty, plenty going on at the moment. So it's brilliant. Yeah, and you have been out to... Loads of them, eh? Uh, yeah, Ballinastow was the latest one, so that's where that's where we got good chats to everybody to see what was happening. So, um, yeah, we had Ballinastow has just gone past now. Um, the weekend gone, and what a weekend! Uh, summer kicked in with a bang. It was sunny, hot, and uh, some big days in saddle for a lot of for 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 the entry. Was, we had over three hundred plus riders in uh, Ballinastow, which was Amazing. a cracking. Cracking entry for the first round of the Gravity Enduro Ireland series, which is brilliant. You you put a video up of it, and I was so shocked to see everybody standing in t-shirts and stuff. I know, yeah. I had actually a shorts and t-shirts, and Factor Thirty came out something <laughs> in April. Brilliant. <laughs> uh, so it was a great turnout. Uh, there was what nineteen pro men, loads, loads of good good heavy hitters there yeah it was a stacked field uh 19 pro men is um it's a hell of a good entry and we you know it's the best best of the best in ireland was out and you know world-class talent in greg Halhin, keelan grant and killian grant were all on the start as well so there's some big names out for the first round of that down banister um greg was the man to beat um he he took a 27-second win over Keelan, and he, he had pretty much dropped a hammer all day. He was charging, really impressive to watch him down some of the stages. Um, down through stage one, there was a real gnarly kind of rooty section down onto a fire road, and 
just smooth as you like you kind of you see some of the the lower numbers coming through and you know it looks like a job and then he comes through and it's he's just on rails it was it was impressive to watch um i'll tell you who was who was really impressive as well killian he's he's a good rider to watch plenty all out action style it was nice to see him cru- cruise through some of the sections mm-hmm. um but then you also had uh, guys like harry Byrne and drew armstrong you know pushing pushing those lads which was fantastic to see um, I think Harry took uh, a couple of second fastest times on the stages. Um, I think a couple of mistakes held him back essentially from the podium. But you know, he's he's a rider to watch. He's definitely he's definitely uh, on form already this season. So that's cool. Yeah, that that is cool. And like we obviously know Greg and uh, Keelan and and those guys those guys from the EWS. But has Harry Byrne or, or or Drew Armstrong have they got any backing? Are they who are they riding for and stuff? Yeah, well, Harry Byrne, Harry Byrne is uh, supported by Expert Cycles, and also with CCM Racing, he's supported by them. He's mm-hmm. uh, under twenty-one rider, so he's a good top talent. And then Drew Armstrong is was racing for Mech Monkey last year, but he's been picked up by the Vitus First Tracks and Juro Race Division team. So he's with uh, Glenn O'Brien and Jack Devlin on the Vitus machinery. So, yeah, another. I think he's 16, 17. Yeah. So another rider to watch. They're actually both, I believe, heading out to Nadir for the next round of the Enduro World Series. So it's going to be cool to see what they can do as well out there. To oh, definitely, you know, they're they're showing the pace against our three main guys in the EWS. So yeah, it's cool. Yeah, very good. And what was the atmosphere like there? You know, I noticed from your video the there seemed to be quite a lot of spectators and stuff, and um, lots of noise, lots of shouting, lots of you know egging people on. What was the atmosphere like? Yeah, it was really cool. I found um, on stage three there was a, a gully towards the end of stage three, just kind of near the end where the paddock, I suppose, was, and there was a good crew. Anybody that finished up early was lining lining up the gully and for the pro guys to come through and. There was some pretty typical Irish heckles coming out, which is pretty cool. <laughs> and cowbells, there was plenty of cowbells, cowbell action going on as well. So, it was, yeah, it was funny. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing. And, you know, watching that footage, when I seen that gully, the first thing I thought was, that is amazing that it's actually dry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's normally a river, apparently, and then it was it was dry. So, yeah. <laughs> Classic. Well, let's take the opportunity then and let's cut to Greg's interview um, and let's hear a wee bit from him. Yeah, Greg, uh, thanks for coming on and getting a catch up um, of the racing season so far. We're here in Ballinastow. You just mm-hmm. took the win. Just tell us a little bit about your day and obviously it's great and nice to get a home win in Ballinastow. <coughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it was daddy to get the win. It's It's... To be honest, like racing at home and getting the win is just is a relief at this stage because like <clears throat> it's not to be cocky or big headed like, but it's been a while now that I've been winning them and it's been a while since I've not won one. Yeah. So it's kind of like you turn up and people are like, oh yeah, sure, Greg, you'll win. But like it's not that simple. Like Keelan and Killian and Harry and all the young lads, like <clears throat> everyone's flying. So like if I have an off day, yeah, they're ready to pounce and get the win. Like yeah. and it's almost it feels like it's my race to lose. So like there when they when we finish they hold back our results they don't tell us mm-hmm. and then they just call out the podium and you're like just listen wait laden listen to the names getting banged off and you're just like I could be anywhere because you've no yeah, idea yeah. like the stages are it's hard to feel if you're going quick or not yeah so for all you know you're way off the pace or you're way you know you're flying or not and you just have no idea until you until you find out is there extra like pressure as you said not to lose 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, it's mad. It's yeah, it definitely feels like my race to lose, and there is a lot of pressure because yeah. it's kind of all eyes on. Yeah, I suppose when you get that streak going, you, you don't want to let it go either. You want to keep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think how, even the last one I lost was here. This was Irish champs, probably four or five years ago. Yeah, I yeah. think. Yeah, so it's gonna. And how how was your day itself, the stage wise? How how did you um, go? It was good. Yeah, um, quite tired all day. Like we did, Keelan, Killian, and myself, and a good few others did quite a lot of extra practice yesterday for the training and then went out on the trials bikes after and all so you're all a bit knackered today <laughs> but uh, it was good it took me a while to get going like the first few stages kind of stalling making mistakes mm. but then like stage 4 and 5 I got a real good flow going and you know overall it was good it was kind of you could finish the stage and pick the mistakes you made and be mm. unhappy but then I think everyone's making those mistakes so overall you have to be happy it's actually two wins and two weekends at home in Ireland for you yeah. uh, a bit of a downhill revival last weekend in Carrick mm. You just that was nice. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was so cool to see downhill races back strong again. Yeah, like it's yeah. been a long time since downhill had an entry that big. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I got the win, but I didn't get time today. Ronan Dunn no. pipped me by a tenth from his yeah. seeding run, which is class because he's flying. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah he's uh, he's riding really well at the moment. And yeah, it's funny because like, when I was racing, it used to be the kind of thing the juniors would be pipping, and getting times today and stuff. So it's cool to see that back again. Yeah. Um. You know, like. The whippers. He's only sixteen, like a whippersnapper, as Man, they say. Yeah. Is it crazy to see the pace that he's putting in? Because you're at, you're at your best. You're one of the world class riders. Okay, it's an enduro, and but still, for for it shows the talent coming through. There. Yeah, absolutely. And like you watch Ronan ride, like it's just so like calm and smooth, and it just looks effortless. Like so, it's he's got such a good style to watch. And then even off the bike, you know, he's a nice, humble kid. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, he just you can see he's got that young lad confidence in him. Like he just sees a jump and he thinks I can just pull as far as I want and nothing to go wrong. <laughs> Whereas I've had that go wrong, so I'm yeah. kind of like ah, I don't need to pull off that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll hold back there. Yeah, yeah. Fight another day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the course itself looked mega. Like the the gravity BC guys put in a yeah. serious amount of work on it. Yeah, and yeah. Like world start maybe I. Was it worth, almost world standard? Maybe not as high in um, elevation, but it was on the money for course I think prep. so. Like, from enjoyment and course prep and stuff, it was, yeah, as good as anywhere. Yeah. It was brilliant. You know, I think if you were to compare it to a World Cup, maybe, there's, you know, there's not really a lot of line choice in it. And there's not a whole lot to separate people. But yeah. that's that's being, you know, picky. That's being, yeah, that's critical. Picking, yeah, yeah. Um, like, overall, yeah, that's one of the most enjoyable tracks you'll ride. Yeah. It's kind of track you do a full run and you're just buzzing. yeah. And it's nice to come away with that. No, it's set a precedent maybe for the rest of the season. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like I think now the breeze the next round in a few weeks, and I think the buzz from Carrick should carry on, and and they should get a good entry. Have you any cool. possibilities of doing some more? Uh, I'm not sure. I think Bree clashes with something. I think Bree maybe is Madeira weekend or something. Oh, okay. um, I haven't looked too much into the calendar, but yeah. I'd love to. Yeah. Like did the you, Irish races are, are so much fun. So. Did you see the new track in Killarney? Yes. Yeah. It looks pretty it epic. Looks amazing. Doesn't the it? work the lads are doing yeah. ridiculously. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely want to get down there. I used to, I used to get down there quite a bit when I was younger. Yeah. To the lads, like, so I know all the riders down yeah. there. And uh, yeah, it's on the list. Some views, like from the yeah. top of the hill. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. It's, it's beautiful, like, it's isn't it? Incredible. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's class. It's great to see it spread further and further around the country as well. So it's not just yeah. quite isolated. Uh, central around Dublin. Getting down to Killarney exactly. is, is, is exactly. good, you know. Yeah. And like that's like the Gravity Enduro series has been based around Dublin quite a lot in the last few years. Whereas now. We've got a lot of new venues with Killaloo and, and there's a couple others down that way. So it's it's cool now. It's yeah. it's getting more national. Yeah. It's and spreading out. Do you enjoy that 
downhill feeling of all or nothing? Uh, I do, still, yeah. No, yeah. I do, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I'd still rather do an enduro race yeah. any, any day of the week. Like, I think, you know, you come to an enduro race and no matter what, you have a good day out on the bike with good people. Like, yeah. Whereas you can go to, like, racing on a professional World Cup level. You spend the whole weekend practicing where one track, you slide in one corner race run and you remember it as a bad weekend. Yeah. Whereas, like, an enduro, that's never the case. You yeah. could have massive crashes and punctures or whatever, but you'd, you'll still get a good stage in yeah. somewhere. So, I really like it for that side. Yeah. Well, they say, though, the EWS is becoming closer and closer to downhill. Like, it's that competitive. It's five stages mm. on the limit. Yeah. With the added, you know, uh, difficulty of not quite knowing the stages is into yeah, exactly. you know, it's downhill. Yeah, yeah. Would you agree? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think, like, I spoke to Martin Mays about it. And, like, he's won both. And he says, like, he 100% thinks enduro is more dangerous. Because downhill, like, he was, <clears throat> at the time, he was talking about his run in Fort William last year and he was saying by the time he raced he knew exactly where he was going to put his wheels the whole way down that track Yeah. so it was just basically executing what you know you can do whereas in Jura you're going the same speed riding on the limit but you don't know what's coming you're like going over blind rises and stuff and mm-hmm. you just hope I, I think there's nothing behind it <laughs> so like you're just the risk is crazy and you're on a smaller bike so if you do get it wrong it'll it'll spit you off a bit quicker you know Yeah. So. that's that's tough that's not easy yeah. to work like to to you, you don't really get that much practice time on each stage, no. do you? No, exactly. No, like now at EBS, it's uh, one run. Yeah. Because that's all you can do. So then watching your head cams is massive. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's kind of, you know it as best you can, but you're still not totally sure. Plus yeah. then you throw in the fatigue. You know, you could be 15 minutes deep into a stage trying to hang off the thing and mm. coming into gnarly rock gardens or whatever. So it's cool though, but that's why yeah. it's so hard. It's so diverse and it's, yeah. it's such a cool sport. You're two rounds in now, how would you kind of... Analyze things after rounds one and two. Um, yeah, like the first two didn't go too well for me, obviously. And it was, to be honest, straight away I was pretty kind of down about it and think like, oh crap, I'm off the pace, blah, blah, blah. But then I realized that in Rotorua, up until like after the first three stages, I was in seventh, I was four seconds back from fourth. <laughs> and I was coming back from a bad first stage. So I was kind of, you know, I felt like fourth was within reach. And then I had a pretty bad crash. Lost a lot of times and lost a lot of time. And, uh, yeah, bruised, bruised the muscles around my rib. And it turns out, I think I've bruised my liver and my gallbladder as well. Yeah. So then, like, that ro- rode off Tas- uh, Rotorua. But then Tasmania as well, like, I couldn't ride all week. Yeah. The first yeah. time I rode my bike was in practice. And, uh, yeah, like, just, it was just riding through pain and discomfort. So I feel like the pace was there and everything was there to do well. But that one crash just kind of, you know, that's the trouble with the two weekends being back to back. It's one crash yeah. can kill two races. Because you put the groundwork in over the winter. You probably put mm. one of maybe the, the hardest winters in of work for quite some time, have you? Yeah. Especially with like a boot camp and finale and yeah. constant. Yeah. You know, we had a great winter in Ireland, which really probably yeah, helped true, as yeah. well. Yeah, so. that's the thing. It was almost like I kind of miss winter because the weather was quite good here up until I left. And then when I left to yeah. go to finale, it, was, it turned crap here. Which in a sense made it not the hardest winter because I'm usually here slogging through the yeah, snow and the rain yeah. and all that. Whereas it was almost easy in a way to go to finale and... You know, do the big rides in the sun. Yeah. The EWS, is it just that competitive at the moment that if you do make a slip up in one corner, you could lose five places yeah. as a result? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Tasmania there, Jesse Melamed was sitting second. He had one crash and he dropped eight. Yeah. Like, it's mad. And the level everyone's riding at as well. Like, it used to be that you could kind of ride a smooth, clean day and you'd get a top ten. Yeah. Whereas now, like, you need to be uncomfortable all day. 
Like yeah. you need to ride out of your comfort zone. If yeah. you come down and be like, yeah, that stage was solid, you'd be 20. Like, it's mad. But it's, it's cool though. It's really, really cool because the racing's so good. And, you know, I think like the results for the first two races probably won't, you know, the same guys might not be at the top all season really? and there'll be guys coming and going, which is, which is good because the level's so tight. It's easy to, this to change. Kind of one thing I've always kind of known or talked about in racing and in any form of racing is, you know, a season's long, like, DWS, it's, it's an eight-month season or so. Mm. Do you? How do you approach that? Do you come in trying to peak at a hundred percent for the first two <laughs> rounds, or are you eighty percent with room to improve and looking to peak mid-season? Or what way do you kind of approach? Practice? Yeah, absolutely. Like it's yeah, as you say, eight-month season. You get a month off and you're straight back into training. So it's quite <coughs> quite a long year. Um, usually, there's more races in the summer, so you kind of try peak around that time yeah. um, and you know you'll be kind of racing yourself fit and, and that kind of stuff as well so yeah it's usually based around the summer months being the kind of key races yeah because I suppose obviously you want to start as strong as you can yeah of course yeah. but you need to have the kick for the rest of the season to finish it out because that, exactly. that can be ten- a tendency where people sort of slip up yeah they, yeah, yeah. they get too focused hung up on rounds one but it's really it's round Eight, what decides the championship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like to be honest, like that's been something I've fallen for as well. Like, there's been a good few years now. Like, say 2017, there. Like, after four races, I was leading the series, and then I think after that, I, yeah, I was struggling. Like, I didn't have any podiums right in the rest of the season. Yeah. Then, so I, you know, I started the season really well and was going well, but then just kind of dropped off as maybe I was on the way down, everyone was on the way mm, up in terms yeah. of form. So it's kind of, but then again, you know, <clears throat> say last year, Sam Hill. Yeah, he came out swinging. Yeah, well, and he built up enough of a buffer in the first half of the season yeah. that he wasn't quite on his A game for the rest of the season, but it was enough. You know, yeah. what's it take a little bit at the minute to get back to that? I know we talk about it a lot because you were third in twenty seventeen, but mm. to get back to there, I think for it? me, like, like I feel like <clears throat> the bike's as good as I've ever had. I'm as fit as I've ever been, as strong as I've ever been. It's just a matter of doing it on the day. Yeah, not riding too safe or not crashing or whatever, mm. and just riding the best I can that's what I was doing in, yeah. seven, in 2017 and maybe what I didn't do last year so it's just uh, just a matter of putting down your best on the day yeah. and Madeira is coming up next um, mm. looking for, forward to that one yeah absolutely yeah it's uh, yeah one that one two years ago so place, it's gotta yeah. be yeah it's something I like you know um, it's quite slippy slippy slimy terrain so that kind of freaks out a lot of people and it's something I kind of like I guess so uh, yeah, looking forward to it. And the locals there, class, like the atmosphere of that race is amazing. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, excited for that. I kind of got to ask you. We can't let you away when I ask you. What what's your thoughts on Martin Reyes' setup? You know, he's coming out with yeah. this twenty nine front, twenty twenty seven and a half rear. It's mad. Like people would message me, being like, "You got any twenty nine or forks?" Or like, "What do you think of this?" Like the amount of people that want to try it now. And I don't know. I think it works well. There is logic behind it, like for sure. Um, I think maybe for Martin it works, but then like Martin's someone you could stick him on any bike and he'd be fast. Yeah, you know he's yeah, yeah. <coughs> he's just he's good and that's yeah. it. Like because you're an yeah. early adopter for twenty niners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've been on a twenty nine for a long time now, so mm. I think if I was to go to that setup, I might struggle with it because yeah. I'd feel the back wheel catching on stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, horses of course. I think everyone's different. Like, and there was one point everyone thought twenty niners was an advantage in cheating, but I don't think a twenty niners won the World Series yet. So. Mm-hmm. uh it might yeah. one half of it might do. 
Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 120 on a wheel might cut is in with a good chance now. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think it's just, you know, what, what you prefer. Yeah, yeah, it's horses for courses, really. Yeah. That's the beauty of enduro. One corner is different than the next corner, than exactly. the next corner. Yeah, yeah. And that's what makes it so challenging. Yeah, like your bike setup, you know, stage one could be equivalent of a World Cup downhill track, yeah. stage two could be a 10 minute pedal fest. Yeah. So you need a bike that's pretty good mm-hmm. everywhere, you know, because it's it's unrealistic to be changing your setup between stages. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that's kind of the another part of it is having a setup that yeah. you know finding your setup in the off season that yeah. is good everywhere. And finally, um, the speed of sound that you did with Red Bull, mm. incredible. Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> you got to work with John Lawler for a week. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, that was deadly. Real happy to do that. Like that was. When I first signed a Red Bull, they're like, oh, yeah, if you have any ideas, any projects you want to do, like, let us know. I played a few ideas, and one of them was that. And, uh, yeah, it was really cool to see it come to fruition. And so easy to work with Lawler. Like, he's just, he's so fast. He's so good, you know. Yeah. Like, you, you push up, he's ready to go. You go down, and he'll get the shot, you know, nearly always first time. So, uh, that was cool, you know. It was cool to get Irish writer, Irish filmer, and yeah. filming in Ireland. Yeah, so. yeah. And, yeah, and Tullymore looked pretty epic, didn't it? Yeah, Tullymore's amazing. Yeah, 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 it's cool. yeah. It was good to get the racing drone in as well. That was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, so, yeah so. it was fun, fun shoot. Cold days and cold long days shooting it. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, it was good. Well, well, good. Uh, thanks for that, and um, yeah, best of luck with Madeira. Uh, Madeira, hopefully, yeah, back in song. And uh, exactly. we're all we're all rooting for you at the end of the day. I think that's everybody's just keen Thank to you. see you do your best. It's just, just seeing the sleeve out in the on the World Series every time is is, mm-hmm. is mega. Like I think mm. that's what people enjoy the most as well. Yeah, so. yeah. proud yeah. to be wearing it. Yeah, well, good job and best of luck. Thank you very much. All right, so next on the agenda then, or what we're going to chat about next, is the grassroots enduro. Um, round one was at the Neg. Is it the Nagels? I can never pronounce that right. Yes, the, the Nagels or the Nagels. I suppose it depends Aye. on the area of the country you're from. It's basically, <laughs> the Nagels is essentially a forest, um, and it's in a little village called Killavullen down in Cork. Um Small little hill. Um, I know it actually well from my motorbike and mo- motorbike days. I used to race around Kilvolan quite often, and uh, it's a mountain bike, a little mountain bike centre. So um, yeah, some good natural trails in there. There's a another real techie gully called Scully's Gully or something down to the finish, and that was there was some I seen some videos popping up, and that looked really cool. So the grassroots is your one day race, and it's mm-hmm. the blind blind sort of stage racing where they have three stages for the day and you can ride them as many times as you can generally people ride them twice in the time limit that they've got and so the first one they're kind of riding it blind and then the second one they're really going for it and the rider to beat that day was uh Jonathan Monsell he's he's another top Irish rider um he's on a radon this year he used to be on Kona and then he's switched across now to radon I think it's mm. radon you pronounce it and um, yeah, he just, he did a great ride there. He won it by 17 seconds, so that was a hell of a good ride for him over Emma Callahan, which is uh, Killian Callahan's brother, and then Rob Davis, who's another top Irish mountain biker for many many years. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and his sister actually, Leah Monsell, she won the women's class. So it was a clean sweep for the for that family down in Cork, and a top turnout again, and 261 riders showing up for that one. Yeah, it's crazy, you know, and you think when brothers and sisters and stuff like that win races together, you know, you think, well, there was probably nobody in it, but there was 261 riders. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
actually her father was on the podium in a different class. So yeah, just a class family. <laughs> Definitely. Ah dear, dear, dear. You know, is it is that local um local knowledge or something coming into play there? I don't know. I don't know. I, that, it could it could be, but the Ballyhurs, I think, is more their local. They're, yeah. cut, they're part of the Bally, team Ballyhurs, so I don't think uh, Killabullen or the Nagas is quite on the doorstep of Ballyhur. But also, mm. um, just when we mentioned Ballyhur, um, Ballyhur resident Oshin Callahan was there, you know, Oshin from the downhill side of things. Yeah, yeah. He's 15 or 15 or so. Yeah. And he, he, had a, he had a great day riding in Juro for doesn't normally ride in Giro and finished second overall to to Jumpin. So that was a that was a class ride from him. I very good. And I had him on the podcast previously. Yes, yeah, yeah. And um he's very, very downhill focused, you know. Um so and I think he he said if things were right and he would ride some Enduros, but he was more downhill focused. So so it's good to see him doing an, an Enduro because he's talented. He's a talented kid. Exactly. He had um, actually, as we mentioned him, he was over and he done. He did a race in uh, Portugal um, just after that race in the Nagels, and he was on the podium there in his class in the, was the Portuguese round championship. But he actually had a he had an injury, picked up an injury at the recent round of the British downhill series. So he's got a bit of a scaphoid injury at the moment. Um, mm. Don't think anything's broken. It has just scuppered his plans a bit because he was supposed to race the first round of the IMXS or that downhill series, which is in Maribo, Slovenia. That was on last weekend, and he, he had to sit out and watch that one. So, unfortunately, um, he's a bit injured, but hopefully speedy recovery and he gets back on track pretty soon. So Yeah, cool. It's good to see him. His dad is a legend too. His dad's such a nice guy. Yeah. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, now, I want to touch briefly because we chatted last week about e-bikes and there's e-bikes now racing in these um, events. What yes. was the what what was that like? How did that go down? Um, I think it went not too bad. The numbers were small enough. You had six e-bikes in the grassroots, five at the in Ravenstead for the first tracks in Euro Cup, and then um, I think it was I think actually almost eleven in the Gravity Enduro Series. Wow. I think I'm not quite sure how many sure it was there. Um, a general gist is they, they ran the track as per normal mountain bikes. There was no additional add-in stages or anything. One thing of note is actually we had um, an e-bike finish 11th overall in the Gravity Enduro Ireland Series in Balmastow, which was uh, a bit of a highlight. Well, a bit of a, a note anyway to highlight from there. That was Gav O'Connell on the Specialized mm-hmm. Ireland bike. Um, I think, I don't know how to approach that one because... <laughs> uh, I don't know if if they should be classified in the overall standings, um, and I know people do refer to Balnesto as being a bit pedally in places, and pedaling an e-bike would be a, a slight advantage on that. But yeah. it just shows you, you know, it can be done. So and it's been done. So yeah, interesting to see how that develops. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting. I think it's. It's good to see them in there, just to see the interest, and then we can we can see how that pans out and go from yeah. there, really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's I suppose it's it's early days, isn't it? It's it's only just introduced, um, and it'll be interesting to see how it develops. I know there was two different things. I know um, the first tracks in Euro Cup, now the e-bikes weren't classified in the overall standings. And yet they were on the Gravity and Joe Ireland series. Now I don't know if that was accidental or what way 
Um, mm-hmm. So it'll be, yeah, it'll be interesting to see see how things go from there. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right. Now let's chat a wee bit about the ladies and about Leah because she done very well in the grassroots and the first tracks um, enduro, the best first tracks enduro. Tell us a wee bit about that talent. Yeah, now she is the rider to beat in the women's class this year for sure. She's a national champion, national Irish enduro champion, uh, and she's had three wins from three starts. She won grassroots enduro, the widest first tracks enduro cup in Ravensdale, and then she went on to win the gravity enduro Ireland series last weekend in Ballinastow. In Ravensdale, if we take Ravensdale, for example, she actually didn't do the practice on the Saturday. She had, she wasn't able to get up for the practice on the Saturday, but she showed up and raced essentially raced the stages blind on the Sunday mm-hmm. um, and she won the first three stages and she actually had a crash on the final stage but just had done enough over the other three stages to take to take the win um, and last weekend she, she pretty much smashed it she was uh, she beat Hannah Harvey by um, 50 seconds in Battle of Stoke. Hannah Harvey was second to her in Ravensdale also mm-hmm. um, so yeah, she's definitely she's definitely the rider to beat at the moment. Uh, uh, definitely one another rider worth noting is Hannah Mullen, another Hannah. She's only thirteen years old, and she's she's actually stepped up into the the pro women class this year, and she finished third in Ballinastow. So she's uh, going great guns. She's great guns. She's with uh, Green Bike, so definitely good mm. to her. And then uh, in Ravensdale, we had uh, Maeve Baxter. Um, she finished third. She said she she admitted to being a little bit nervy because it was her home race, you see, and I think she put a little bit maybe too much pressure on her shoulders to 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 um to to push too hard, and I think she she admitted she should have eased into a bit better, but um she she was third in in Ravensdale, so it was a good good event in what turned mm-hmm. out to be quite a fairly muddy event because it was a fair bit of rain in the lead into into Ravensdale, but it had dried out pretty good by Sunday, I think. Some places were pretty, you know, rough and bits, and then there was stage three was um was it was fast and techy, so it was uh, it turned out to a good event. Keelan Keelan won that race. Keelan was in for Keelan Grant was in for that one, and he he picked up the win over Harry Byrne, and then Drew Armstrong was third. So there was two under twenty one riders on the overall podium with Keelan. So it was uh, impressive to see. Yeah, yeah, and how's Keelan? How's Keelan riding? Good, yeah, he's silky smooth as a rider. To be honest, he's he's one of those ones you watch and you go, I don't know how he's done that, but he's fast, <laughs> you know that type of thing. So yeah. yeah, good to see him. Good to see him. Yeah, at both boat rounds in Ballinastow and in Ravensdale. So yeah, hopefully with his schedule, his World Championship schedule, he'll be able to commit to a few more rounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's good to see those guys being able to deliver the goods when the conditions are very different. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you know, one weekend it was mud, and then the following weekend it's dust and you know dry ground. So it just shows they're on the pace, regardless whatever the weather they're there. They're the ones to beat. So um, it's very interesting to watch it at the minute. Yeah. Now, just before we leave the Vettis First Tracks Enduro Cup, um, how is the master, the Glen O'Brien, and and the crew getting on? Good. There's plenty of stoke in that camp anyway. There's always good stoke there. You have uh, Glenn, um, Glenn, Glenn I'm, I don't know how he's feeling now because he's had um, Drew's beat him now. His two young teammates have beat him now. Drew has beat him both times at Ballinstow and Ravensdale. And then Jack, I know, nipped him in uh, Jack 
Chargers pip him in Ravensdale. I need to check that again. So, yeah, he's not just top dog. He'll have to pull a, pull a few seconds out of the bag here and there. But um, he's uh, <laughs> he, he actually took a win in the Vets class there. So he's, he's he'd be happy enough with that, I'm sure. And he was top five overall in Ravensdale. So, yeah. Yeah, no bother to him. Totally. And Nathan's not. Is Nathan over at the... Was he over at the Vets? No? No, he hasn't been over. I think um, his uh, holiday... He's right in Holly Place in Malaga. He's going good guns in the minute, so he hasn't been able to get back. But you never know. He might just show up in the in the van. He might just jump in the van and drive from Malaga to Bigwood for the crack. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Now, you were fortunate enough to get an interview with Leah when you were at Ravensdale as well. So we'll, uh, we'll go to that now and, and hear a wee word or two from Leah. So I'm here with uh, Liam Ansel at the, just before we start the, the first round of the Gravity Enduro Series in Balanced Slow. But um, you've actually had a cracking start to the year already. You've t- taken a win in the Grassroots Enduro in Cork and then you took a win at the first round of the Vitus First Tracks Enduro in Ravensdale. Um, are you pleased with how things have gone so far and is what you were aiming for? Yeah, like so far because I'm just kind of getting ready for the first round of the, well, my first round of the Enduro World Series in Madeira, which is only like two weeks away now. Okay, yeah. So just the grassroots Enduro Series really is the first one, and there was it's really good training. Like I don't know if you know the format. It's yeah, just yeah. the one day, and you can do as many you stages. can go stages yeah. as you want. Like you can keep on repeating them. So that was a really good day out, and it was quite local to me, which is unusual. I don't normally get many local races, so that was a really good one. And then I went up to the Vitus first tracks in Ravensdale, and I thought that was really good as well. But I actually raced the blind. Yeah. I just went up on the Sunday, and it was really good. Like I wasn't too happy with my day. I was just just had a bad day, like, yeah. and I had a bad crash on the last yeah. stage, which slowed me down a good bit. But um, for the just rewinding back to the the grassroots series, um, it's in Kilavulan at the Nagels, they call it. And uh, what's it like as a as a venue? Is yeah, it's a really good venue, and it's that kind of a venue that dries out really quickly so like we got a f- the first race of the year really dusty which I think was in was it March or April yeah, March, really yeah. unusual like and that's literally like, that's my local village yeah, so it's yeah, literally yeah. like less than 10 minutes away from my house and um, what kind of trails some of them looked really technical as well because of this uh, gully the, the drop towards the finish yeah that's it's all natural like there's no trail centre there obviously so it's really natural and then that was the end is called I think it's called Scully Scully or something and it's just it's meant to like and there's no beelines or anything like everyone just go down and it's actually just a series of drops in a gully like it's mental and it's such good spectator spot like everyone is just there roaring with silent cheers cowbells everything and you're a a good regular to the grassroots um, series I think and what's it like obviously it's a unique format over the other two championships and how does it compare doing the blind racing um, I really like it because like if you go out to EWS in Europe like you do get to practice them you get one run down the stage and chances are 10 minute stage like I'm not going to remember where I'm going so it's yeah. it's essentially blind like and that's what the grassroots series is so it's just teaching you to ride to look ahead yeah, to get yeah, stuff right the yeah. first time like and, and from there you went on to Ravens and you actually chose to do that one blind as well because you was practicing on the Saturday but it didn't phase you you, uh, you stormed a three stages win and you took took the day win as well just a little bit about that event and 
obviously it was muddy and guttery as yeah, well. Yeah, it was quite the opposite, opposite to yeah. the first race that I did. But I really liked it. Like I like going to new places. I'd never been there before, and you know I actually hadn't been up to Glen Series in a long time. And it's a change, like different people, everything. The trails were pretty good. Like the first two stages were trickier, right? Slow when I like they weren't very fast trails anyway, and I didn't know where I was going, so I had a good few stalls and stuff. But you gotta learn. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> And we just had news that it's going to be Ravenstead will also be hosting the Irish Championship this year with a change of venues. And now that you've had a, had a test ride essentially there, yeah. it gives you good hope towards the Irish Championship and defending the sleeve. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> um, I'm glad that I went up anyway because at least one extra day on it, and obviously next time I'll be practicing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully defend the title. Anyway, yeah, so. yeah. It's 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 got to be a nice feeling to go back to a venue that you know as well. Yeah, like definitely, I wouldn't really like to race nationals on something that I hadn't seen before, so <laughs> Lisa. And uh, looking forward um, for your plans for 2019, you just mentioned you're doing the EWS again, you're starting in Madeira, um, a new venue for you, I'm sure, yeah. I don't think you've been there before. No, I haven't been to any of them, I'd say, they're all new, but it's just, I'm doing four rounds this year, all the European ones, and I'm actually entered for California too, but oh, I don't think I have the funds, so I might have yeah. to call that one off, but yeah. Will you be in the under-21 category again? No, this is my last year in under-21, so I'm trying to go for the yeah. all-out for the title if I can, yeah. You had a, you had a great season last year, despite, um, you know, I think you're doing your leaving cert or something at the same yeah. time as well and you finished third overall yeah I only got to was it three rounds and I was doing my leaving cert so it wasn't yeah. really ideal but this year now hopefully I'm going to go in four rounds and hopefully in better shape so. and, and what did you learn from, from last year that you can sort of bring into the new season and you know be more competitive than what you were um, there's so much to learn like literally if you go out there like you're just learning all the time like it's the stages are so long like you yeah. could have 15 over 15 minute stages like yeah. you can't you can't fully prepare for that here but like we can do the best that we can just trying to make the longest runs that we can like i have yeah. my dad and my brother they're mad for trail building so i yeah. have them <laughs> replicating whatever they can yeah. and yeah yeah your brother's quite handy on the bike too so i'm sure he's chasing you down the trails and <laughs> yeah I'm trying to hang good on. Training <laughs> sessions, yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. Like, everyone's behind you, especially you know as the Irish champion and third last year in the under twenty-one. So, yeah, hopefully Madeira goes well and puts you on a good foot for the rest of the year. Yeah, thanks a million. No matter. Thank you. All right, Robert. Let's jump on to the Enduro World Series. Some people follow it, as we know. Some people don't really follow it that closely. But it's good to see there's a good Irish contingent in there. So let's chat a wee bit about round one in Tasmania. At, no, it was in Rotorua, and round two was in Tasmania. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's his one. I'm, I'm, I keep stumbling over that one myself. I think yeah, they were back to back essentially. So Rotorua was New Zealand which coincided with Crankworks. And then you had the following weekend, they were in Derby, Tasmania. Yes. Um, so we had three, we had four, four riders um, to cheer for there. We've got Greg Callahan, Keelan Grant, Killian Callahan, and then Dan Wolf as well. So all the boys were, they were on it from the word go. Um, Greg had a good opening round in Rotorua. He, he was actually on the pace for seventh or maybe possible top five. And then he said he had a crash and that dropped him back to 16th. Now, that crash actually led to a bit of an injury that he carried into the following weekend in Tasmania. So he didn't, um, I think he was 
he said bruised ribs, but it was a bit more than bruised ribs, I think. And um, so he had to kind of ride through the pain barrier a bit in Tasmania. Mm-hmm. And by his impeccably high standards, he was still only 22nd, but it just shows you the pace. On the flip side, we had uh, Keelan. He was he started out 50th in Rotorua, but he he um, had a career best of 28 in Tasmania, which is a fantastic result. Like it's you know he's only six places behind Greg there, which was um, that was definitely. I think he's kind of played it down a bit, but I think it's that's the kind of the results he's chasing. He's chasing mm. top 30 consistent, and he wants to break into the top 20. Uh, Keelan back in the EWS after a what we could say is a year's absence. He did one or or two rounds last year, but nothing really major since winning the under-21 world title in 2017. Mm -hmm. So he's with Specialized uh, Gravity MTB this year, the factory team. So that's a big team to be on. And he's he's adjusting to life with that. And he was 51st in Rotorua, but then built on that and got to 47th the following weekend. And then we also have Dan Wolf. He's with Polygon this year. So he was 69th. And then 64. But you also see Dan. Dan's pretty good. He well, like obviously the results are good, but you'll see him. He's pretty good on social media stuff, and he's actually doing the Instagram takeovers for Pink Bike as well, which is pretty. <laughs> to see. It's nice to tune in and see an Irish accent popping out over Pink Bike. Yeah, I'm pretty pretty stoked on that one. Yeah, it's good. And um, I know when Kidam was back on the podcast quite a while ago now. Um, he was he just got the news that he was going to be elite, and he was on that Mavic chain reaction team. Um, I think even then he was saying he was going to aim for top thirty. Yeah, yeah, that was his goal last year. But as he said, um, injuries just—it was kind of a step forward, two steps back with injuries. Just as he hit a stride, he kind of picked up an injury and fell back. And at that level, you know, you can't even have a crash and. You know, you have a crash and you take five, you'll lose five, ten places. So carry an injury and you're you're just on struggle town, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's take the opportunity and chat to Keelan. Um, you've done an interview with him, so we'll we'll jump in and listen to Keelan now. Keelan, um, here at Balan Slow today, uh, second overall. Pleased with everything, how today was? Yeah, um, I'm riding well at the minute. Like, pretty pretty happy that I'm riding and stuff. I just didn't stay on my bike today at all, crashing through the stages and at the time or the stages I stayed on was pretty close to Greg there and thereabouts, yeah. so I was happy enough. But yeah, happy with how I'm riding and stuff. I just didn't really put it together today. But um I mean if you want to try beat Greg, especially down here, you have to you have to be on point and yeah, yeah riding well. So um but yeah, overall good weekend. And you had a win a couple of weeks ago in Ravensell for the Vitus first Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're, well. Yeah, I'm happy with that now. I think we're going there for nationals now as well. Yeah. As of last yeah. week. So um yeah, stoked to get back there too. And yeah. it's actually in hindsight it's gonna be nice to get a race run under your belt there before the nationals. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's not it's not too far from the house either, like so um, if I get down again I'll be doing well. But yeah. um yeah, I think we just travel and stuff and all. Like if, if I get back, be good. But if not, next time be there, be champs, and it yeah. should be a good venue. Uh, just <laughs> looking there at the Enduro World Series, we've had two rounds done in Rotorua and, and Derby in Tasmania. Um, phenomenal result in Tasmania, twenty uh, eighth overall. Yeah. You must be pleased with that. It's yeah, just happy. Best for yeah, you. happy just to get a, a top thirty under the belt and relieve a wee bit of pressure and just let people know that I can ride quick. Like, and um, I think last year it was just struggle bus and just. Always just in the low end of the forties and fifties and stuff, and crashing and riding tight, and a bit of pressure on myself and stuff. But we've been more relaxed this year, and 
had a good winter, so I'm happy with how I'm riding and stuff. Yeah. Um, Rotorua was riding really well as, as well, but just crashed a few times in simple things. But yeah. I know the speed and the fitness is there, so I'm pretty yeah, happy. Well, you definitely showed it in, in uh, Tasmania. What was the difference there, say, over Rotorua? Uh, just, just a bit more relaxed and yeah, maybe suited me a wee bit as well. Mm. I think we had to be quite like, strong and just ride really fast and just commit a lot more to the, the riding style over there. Yeah. A lot of blind crests and stuff you just had to commit to, and in the end it worked out pretty good. So I think I was happy with two or three of the stage results are right up into the top 20 and stuff it's kind of where I want to be so exactly I think obviously at, at the moment probably your initial goal is to break into that top 30 starting order yeah I think like the overall goal would just be like a consistent top 20 rider and then build on from there but I, I, I told myself that like, I need to get some top 30s first and just create a platform to build on Yeah. rather than just thinking you can take over the world every race you come to like and I'm learning every race, so I'm yeah, pretty exactly. happy with how it's going. Like, it's kind of easy to forget it's your second season, and yeah, as a professional, in, everyone was just everyone was just saying it. Like, sometimes it just takes a year to get into the groove, and I just didn't want to believe it. Like, but um, yeah, sometimes it just takes time and patience, and more races and more experience, and yeah. And, and I'm sure fitness and health is a big difference this year because last year was like a step forward, two steps back with the injuries. Yeah, progressed then back then with the shoulder injury. And being fit, healthy, and on your game now. It's yeah, showing. Pr- pretty much. Yeah, I had a lot of bother with the shoulder last year, and it was just, I think, just the way I injured it, I just never gave it time to heal before I was racing yeah. again. And then I was in between racing, I wasn't getting any training or, or home races done or anything. Yeah. So, yeah, body feels good at the minute, like, and hopefully just ramp it up throughout the season. Are you looking forward to getting into Europe for the EWS, or will it yeah. make a difference for you? Or? Um, yeah, well, I mean, it's a bit closer to home, but the tracks are just. They're just as different as they are as if you go to New Zealand or something yeah. like it's different terrain, different hills and yeah, looking forward to get a couple of the two like the big day ones, like the double days and big long stages and see mm-hmm. how I get on at them because I feel I've been training for them a bit and stuff, so yeah. see how that pays off. We're good. Well best of luck for our Madeiras next. So yeah. yeah. Thanks very much. Cheers. Yeah, Robert, it was great to hear from Keelan there. Um I like following following him to be honest because I had him on the podcast and he was, you know, it was cool to have him on at such a early stage in the in the podcast, um, and he seems such a cool guy. So I, I really like to see him doing well. How do you think he can keep consistent? What What do you think he can do to do that? Definitely, I suppose you know that twenty eight result is going to definitely stand to him. Um, keep result, keep consistent. Just steady days and just try and keep building on what he's got and not trying to take too big a chunks out of what he's already achieved so just keep matching that result again and then keep chipping away and chipping away yeah and i think that's probably if you if you rush into it too much even with that with that ews you know it could probably be you know bad it'll not work in your right might work in your favor so mm. yeah i'm sure he knows what he's doing and he's a good crew around him you know um, his team manager is pretty well experienced and he's got Sam Hill there as well so he's, yeah. he's in good company Do you think for somebody like Keelan, like a young fella um, this is his best result do you think mentally that'll help him a lot, just confidence, just that knowledge that he knows he can do as good as that? Yeah I'm sure so, you know, once you do it once you know, you're gonna, you're gonna know you can actually go back out and do it again you're not kind of you don't question, you know, am I good enough to be here? You've shown that you're good enough to be here. And, and um, you know, especially now that we've had that few weeks gap, I'm sure he's training like a madman, 
to be even better mm-hmm. again, you know, that type of thing. So, yeah, they'll only do wonders. Let's hope now in Madeira he can he can replicate it again and just keep, just essentially keep chipping away and climbing, you know, 28th this weekend. If he can get 25th, you'd only have to find a couple of seconds, like literally three or four seconds. It'd probably take him into top 25 there. And then, you know, another three or four seconds across the day might take him into the top 20. So, yeah. you know, it's it's that competitive, but, you know, it's that possible also at the same time. Similarly, you know, if Killian, he's back in the DWS now and he's finding his feet and he's finding his confidence um, in what he's doing. Um, he's, he, he's, he's, again, chipping away. He's improved by four positions over one rounds one and two. So that's great to see. And he'll be looking to just keep working away. I don't think he, the team is putting huge expectations on him. He's probably putting more on himself. I think he actually he did mention that in the interview. So... But mm-hmm. it's just because he wants to do well, and he knows he can he can do well. So yeah, well, let's listen to the interview you done with him because um, it's it's quite an interesting one, um, and we'll we'll hear what uh, Killian has to say. So yeah, Killian Callen, um, just a catch up after the beginning of the season. It's a big year for you. You're you've signed with Specialized for 2019. Yep. What's life like as a factory rider? Completely different. Yeah. No work. You got all this time to train. You got all this free time to think about stuff. Like you've got all the best equipment handed to you. It's completely different. Like it's, uh, it's un- I don't know how. It's not really comparable. Yeah. Now it feels like you're cheating in a way. Like at the first two rounds, I was just. I come back after a day's ride and give my bike to mechanic, and I was like, "What do I do now?" Because usually <laughs> I just run around getting bent mech sorted and changing tires and trying to get tires and rims because you haven't got a compressor yeah. with you down in New Zealand or whatever it is yeah. and it's like the day is gone <clears throat> you know the night, like you've no time to think and now all of a sudden you're coming back you're handing your bike to a mechanic you're saying what tires you want you're like you're going to put tires on for me should I not you know you yeah. feel guilty of it nearly yeah. and um, like you've all this time to think you go and you look at all your GoPros and you just sit around you've got loads of time to actually concentrate on what you're yeah. doing and you can see where where last year was like it finished 30th or 25th in EWS like where's the time gone where where do I make up more time like I'm yeah. giving this everything I can't go any quicker but you're like training before and after work and you're doing all these things and you're like I can't go any quicker now you're not working like right yeah. this is where the seconds have been lost and like <clears throat> where you say you see you have a bad stage you, a bad stage now is what a good stage was last year. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, that makes big sense. That's progression. Yeah. yeah, and like this year, especially the past few weeks, I've noticed my fitness just go through. The, I've never been as fit before. Like I just think it takes a little bit of time because you've obviously got the S in your back and you, you're expecting stuff from yourself. And there's no pressure coming from anyone, only me. And it's just purely expectation. Jump into yeah, but they're so like everyone is so not. It's like it couldn't be any better. Like the lads are so sound and they're grey crack. It's uh, it's it's too good to be honest with you. Like, (laughs) and uh, obviously, you know, um, first round in Rotorua. What was your thoughts on that? And like, it's got to be a big nervy one. Weird, yeah. Like, Rotorua was actually like I didn't get nerves around I went in with the attitude of I was just going to go as hard as I could from the get go which I did and crashed my brain down literally every stage was on the ground <laughs> which was mad because the year before that I'd just go in and try to be as smooth as I could but I just like I had so much want built up from constantly training throughout mm-hmm. the winter I was like right I actually want to I want to go as hard as I can yeah. here and I was going as hard as I could and I was making small mistakes 
but you're rolling into big mistakes and then bang it fall off yeah, you know yeah. you get way one or two things and then you'd be like ah oh, sure I'll go flat out into this corner and you're like if I just pull that back there a tiny bit I would have gone a second or two slower but I wouldn't have been the coming out of corner yeah, because yeah. it's gone too quick or whatever it was like um, and then I got to Tasmania and my confidence was probably a little bit knocked it was a little bit like oh fair, I better do well this weekend I'm after yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like 50th in round one I was like alright I need to just stay on the bike now and just try to relax and it was a bit I was riding quite tense because I, I was expecting things for myself rather than just concentrating on getting a little bit stunned um, but like overall I'm really happy and I think just more time racing will help a lot like because I didn't do like I done a bit last year but I probably fell out of loop like of my routines and stuff from the year yeah, before that yeah. um, that's definitely something I'm trying to work on at the moment since I got home and from <coughs> the first two how have you found getting back into that level of uh, competitiveness like it's super super tight super fast the moment yeah, yeah. like yeah. EWS this year like we were all sitting at the top of the start line going into Tasmania whatever stage it was two or three and everyone was just like the times are so bloody tight yeah. like five seconds you're like going back like 20 places yeah, you're like yeah. it's so tight it's not until people actually look at times like oh shit if you've just been five seconds whatever if you look at yourself like if I just tidy things up a tiny bit more yeah. I'd jump like 10 20 places yeah. <clears throat> you know so it's mad but like yeah last I feel like when I won the under 21 overall that off coming into that off season I was so hungry to for the following year yeah. that when things went bang I pretty much like went back to zero in a, a little bit in a way yeah. that I like forgot about everything and I nearly got away from it for a bit and like coming back last year it was great I was real relaxed the results came quite easy at the start but then as I started putting pressure on myself again it, you know it, I start expecting things in yourself yeah. things started becoming difficult again yeah. racing's so easy but yet you can just make it so hard for yourself in a way like you know is there any rounds looking ahead now that you're kind of thinking yeah I can actually I can I can show me show me best here yeah I think like the wrestling I don't like I don't really have like a particular round where I'm like yeah I want to do well here I just want to do as best I can and all of them. Yeah. Like, I don't really I used to be like that I don't see that problem anymore though. I see it more as like I can do well in all these I just need to piece it together right yeah, yeah. as long as I can do that but easier said than done <laughs> yeah. no, well, best of luck and yeah it's uh, time on a bike and time on a team does everything yeah yeah, yeah. it will it's good. like I think you got to go backwards to go forwards yeah. and I think patience might be something I've, I've lacked before but I think it's something I just got to keep in mind now like it'll come alright Robert let's uh, jump on then to the Irish downhill so how was that was it no the weather was quite good for it too yeah yeah, they had dry and dry conditions. Now I wasn't actually down for that one myself. I was a bit good. I had hoped to be down, and then just things, uh, other commitments, I couldn't make it. But um, yeah, the Gravity BC guys uh, put a lot of effort into Carrick, and you know it was you know just judging by the responses that I spoke spoken to people the previous weekend or the following weekend in Ballinasloe was just nothing but praise for that for that event. Um, you know. Greg called it a world-class standard. Greg Callan said it was world-class. Maybe it didn't have the elevation in terms of, you know, World Cup rounds, but he said the the track prep um, was second to none. So prop, big props to them. They really put a big effort into it. And um, it, it put um, Irish Daniel back in the map, definitely. There was over 200 entered, and uh, everybody was buzzing off that one. Yeah, that that's crazy. And... Um... 
I'm sure Greg was was happy to take the win there, really. Like, yeah, he was happy, and he was a little bit relieved, I think, as well, because um, he had uh, the young Ronan Dunn just nipping at his heels the whole whole day. Ronan's only just turned sixteen, and definitely a, a rider to watch for the future. Um, lovely lad. I got chatting with him there in Banastow, and um, you know, he's, he's just mad keen on downhill, loves it and um, he he actually put in the fastest time in seeding which turned out to be the fastest time of the day but obviously Greg had the fastest time for the race run so he would he would have took the overall win and mm-hmm. um, behind Greg and the elites then you had some good rides Stephen McCormick back kind of after a bit of a uh, stop and start 2018 he put in some brilliant rides and he finished second and you had Rob Davis again there third uh, J-Mac, uh, James McFerrin, he was in with fourth. He was awesome. back downhill. You know, remember last year, he actually had a big crash of the first round in mm. last year. So he was back and he, he, he put a, he's got a round one under his belt and he's fourth, so he's off to a good start. And then another rider worth mentioning is Cattle Fitzpatrick, who's moved up to elite for 2019, and he he went for a top five time. So great to see, see him uh, clocking in some fast laps around there for sure. Yeah, I'm so glad to see J-Mac back at it. You know, um, the guy's had a bit of bad luck recently, and um, he's fast, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's fast, and he, he knows how to hang it out. So, he's um, yeah, it's good to see him on the pipe. It'll be it'll make good competition. You know, obviously, Greg probably won't be in for the full championship. He, he might do one or two rounds. He was saying more if he can get a chance because he was buzzing off that one. So, you know, Stephen McCormick, Rob Davis, J-Mac and Carl Fitzpatrick, there wasn't much separating them. So that's going to be a tight battle for that elite class. You know, that's mm-hmm. anyone's race to win there, I think. Um, but of course, Ronan Dunn, you know, he, he had them all. He had them all on the on the clock. So he's uh, <laughs> he, he was impressive by all accounts. And um, there was a big hook towards the end of the finish line. And he was not afraid to send that one. <laughs> Aye, very good, man. Very good. Um, right, okay, so let's chat a wee bit about the UCI Downhill World Cup then and how that went in, in round one. Well, it hasn't. Well, we're just leading into that this weekend. Uh, yes. We have, they're off to Maribo in Slovenia. So we've, um, I think it's six six Irish riders um, taking the start line there. So that's brilliant to see. Of course, we have uh, Jacob Dixon. He's, uh, our best hope for 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 best for the best result. Um, mm-hmm. He rides for the Giant Factory team, um, top class, world class rider. Um, so he's in. I think he's finished thirty seventh overall or something like that. After even with a couple of injuries throughout the year, um, so he'll be he'll be looking for some top times in the in the downhill. Um, in the pro men class, you've also got Cottle Fitzpatrick is is over in Slo- in Maribo in Slovenia. So he's he's given it a go, and then also Connor Bate, who rides for Madison, he's he's on the start list as well. Then we in the juniors, we have um, two riders definitely worth looking out for. Um, the first one is Chris Cummin. He's just signed with In Sync Racing there for 2019. He went to Bilbao there two weeks ago, and he finished uh, second in his category in the juniors. So he's Oh, it just he literally had the bike a week, I think, and then they headed out to Bilbao for the Spanish Championship, and he put it on the podium in second. He was racing last weekend in Maribo on the same, essentially what will be sort of the same track as this weekend's World Cup, 
but he had two crashes, one in the seed and one in the race run. So we didn't quite see what he's capable there. But hopefully he's, he's hit the deck and that's out of his system and he's ready to rock for, for this weekend. Mm-hmm. So I think everybody's just wishing him well. You know, he's he's, he's a good kid and um, he's definitely put the put the hard work in over the winter. And then joining mm-hmm. him in the start list is going to be Ronan Dunn as well, which we were just talking about. And, um, you know, he's, he's fired up for it. It's actually going to be... What he told me, I think it's to be his second ever race abroad. Um, so he he did one race in the British downhill last year. So this will be essentially his first big race abroad. So it's not a, some spot to take to the start line for your first race in a World Cup, isn't it? Wow, amazing! Yeah, it's hard to believe. You know, young guys at that age mentally how they how they do that and how they just yeah. process everything. Amazing. Yeah, and he seems quite switched on, and as you said, how he processes things. And um, as you'll hear in the interview, he's uh, he's looking forward to, I think, looking forward to trying it, and then just seeing how he gets on. Um, no major expectations. I know we can look and say, you know, he was fastest. He beat Greg and Carrick, but that's a diff- different kettle of fish. This is probably a five five minute, oh, four and a half five minute. Yeah. Uh, downhill run versus a two-minute run in Carrick um bigger stuff bigger you know a lot more bikes and a lot more competition mm-hmm. I think that, that junior class he's in is pretty fearsome and it's pretty ferocious you know done the next big things of downhill so his goal base is the initial goal is qualify and then see where he go, stacks up after that so yeah we wish him the best and see you can uh, see see what he can do yeah well let's hear from Rowan because you chatted to him as well um, and I'm sure these guys were fed up you go around sticking microphones in their faces paparazzi yeah yeah certainly right well let's hear from Rowan now uh, and then we'll get back into things after that yeah so Rowan done um, it's great to catch up with yeah. you just ahead of what next week will be a pretty big week for you but with the with the UCI downhill World Cup debut in Maribel uh, firstly I'd just like to like uh, look back at last weekend and Carrick in the downhill and that was a fantastic performance you must have been were you blown away by how well everything went that weekend yeah I was real happy the way I rode like considering like the weekend without the top section I thought like that was definitely a good good bit for the downhill bikes as well yeah and yeah, I was real happy. I wasn't. I didn't think I'd do that well. Like with the category as well, it was like good fast guys with Sean Price, Ross Ennis. Like yeah. it's good people. And then Greg, I saw Greg. He was fast lad anyway. Like riding the whole weekend. Yeah. I was happy to get him on seeding anyway. But yeah, felt like training over winter seemed to pay off yeah. over the track definitely. Um, what sort of clicked there for you? You know, to get that unofficial fastest time. You know against a rider like Greg Callaghan Killian is also there as well and there was a lot of top well the best of the best of Ireland was there and you know you stuck in the fastest unofficial fastest I suppose unofficial fastest time of the day yeah what clicked? Uh, I don't know I just felt the track was perfect it's flat out track it's kind of just t- no, like whoever can not touch the brakes is the best yeah. as well so like I felt pretty fast like I was happy with it pretty sweet like yeah. it was a it looked like a really good track um quite a big big burly track is that sort of your style yeah like i like nice and tacky tracks as well with skills like top section was pretty sweet it's tech technical yeah 
but I did like the balls out, just no brakes really, that like suited me anyway, I was happy yeah. with that, just yeah. like fast stuff like, yeah. and that, especially with the downhill bike, like just touch brakes and you're no braking, it's grand. Like. Yeah, brilliant. And um, unfortunately you didn't, you didn't better in the, in the, in the race run, mm. was there a few errors in it there that you can look back and go, you know, if I was a little bit here or a little bit there, I would have pulled it back? Or? Yeah, like I felt my race run was quicker than my seating, which I was, I thought I'd get a quicker time, but I definitely, I said track was blown out after 200 riders plus on yeah, it, yeah. it could have been blown out in slower in sections, but there was some lines I would have liked to take if I was looking back on it, like a few bigger hooks, like, yeah. which would save time, but yeah, I was real happy the way I rode, like consistent, safe kind of riding. Yeah. Um, last year you took, a, I think it was your first debut overall win in the, in the IDMS last year with in uh, which sorry, Pike 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 last yeah. round, yeah. Um, having got that win, did that give you like a confidence boost yeah. across the winter to keep pushing hard and progressing and carrying it into this yeah. into 2019? I was real happy the way I rode the ra- that race as well, and I was happy enough like because there's no. I was missing Chris coming as well, which is nearly one of the big like yeah. he's top competition in Ushie and Callahan. They're yeah. both like pinned lads, so I thought I well take the opportunity while they're racing the BDS. I think as well. But I was happy the way I was rode, and it was good crack anyway. Like, good. Yeah, and we Bree next on the calendar. Will you be at Bree? Um, I'm not sure because I'm doing Fort William, the World Cup. Okay, and they're I think they're a week apart, so I'll probably be leaving like two days after the race. So I might yeah. do it, but take it handy. Yeah, see how it does. You take it handy sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah, it's one yeah. want to break what, myself up. Really. What other events are on your in uh, the IDMS? What other rounds are you going to be trying to get to? Yeah, try to do them all. Whatever doesn't clash yeah. with the World Cup season as yeah. well. But yeah, Mount Leinster, the uh, definitely Ross Trevor as well. Yeah. Try to get them all in yeah. as well. Have you seen the new track down in Killarney? Yeah, I've what, had do, a look what at do you think of that? I think it looks mint actually. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. It looks pretty spectacular. Yeah, sweet yeah. track, something new, definitely. Yeah. It could look like it'll get blown out, but I say that'd be sweet. That's what, yeah. for downhill bikes, and really. A, and a brand new venue to ride. Yeah, as well. something different. And Mount Leinster as well, which is on circuit. That old downhill track. I've done a few enduros there. Yeah. Looks sweet. Um, is downhill where it's at for you? I love I love doing enduro and downhill, but I don't know something about downhill just clicks as well. Yeah. Like I love doing enduro, like racing all different stages, but just something with downhill, like just the one run fastest on the day, really the adrenaline you get. Yeah. I just find that's something I love, like in it. Yeah, is it that rush of putting in the perfect run? Yeah, like you pretty much shit in your pants at the top of the run. That's <laughs> what I love. Like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's just you can never ride that fast unless you're doing a race run. Yeah, yeah. like it's the adrenaline that keeps going fast like flat out tracks that's what I love like yeah. there's no substitute for the stopwatch I know that's kind of an age yeah. old saying yeah it's just ah uh, there's and no when s- you're between the tapes yes yeah. that's, that's it that's you know? it like just keep flat out really um we've got as we touched on in the beginning we have a big weekend coming up next weekend in Maribo mm. for the the UCI downhill world cup you got to be looking forward to that yeah one. I can't wait like I'm still trying to get my head around and actually going to a world cup like watching it on TV or what the fuck but then like going over there would be a different story to be yeah, honest yeah. I'm so, like I'm just hoping to qualify anyway but like definitely see how we do over there yeah what's as you said you want to qualify what kind of expectations have you set or? like I'm not setting too many expectations really going over more just kind of for the experience but I would like to get a solid result like just try my yeah, best really yeah. so. have you have you had much international experience no not really like it's just 
busy. It's so like it's so expensive getting a brawl. Yeah, one like yeah. I've done one BDS and that was a mud fest and yeah. I love the race. I crashed twice my run, but yeah. that's all I've got of uh, experience. So you've here. no, you've no real, yeah, you've no experience. No. You could be quite the dark horse. Yeah, I think I'd probably be one of. I'm like the youngest in my category. I think first of all. Yeah. And then going over, most people in my category would have raced that track in the ISS Cup last year yeah. and done bigger races. So the like longest tracks I've done coming up to that would be in Morzine. Yeah, yeah. So. That's pretty big. Like, it's not to be underestimated, the juniors, you know. Mm. It's full of factory, yeah. factory riders under the next big thing. Yeah. Um, kind of lost my train of thought there, but... For you, just to try and prove yourself against them, it's it's got to be a great yeah. golden opportunity. For yeah, you. Uh, well, hopefully, like it'll be nice to show what like yeah. Irish riders can do as yeah. well. Cause you're not really told of it compared yeah. to the world circuit. And I suppose in a way we're having oh sorry having Chris yeah. in the same category as well. Yeah, it's kind of something to bounce off. You it's know, a push like because yeah. he does incredibly like he's a serious rider and like in Spain yeah. he got second as well and like he's be something to look up to like as well. Yeah. Definitely, and in the IDMSs, and if you think like if you beat him in a race, you must be like if I'm beating Chris in the race, it must be doing something right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so. good. It's a good target. Yeah. And have you any other races planned in the in the downhill series um, this year? So I've fought William the World Cup, then Leger. That those they're the definite ones, and in Mont Saint Anne for World Champs, yeah. if that's for the team as well. And then I'll try throw one or two in more. Hopefully, like it's yeah. depending on how the year goes really but and and for you you've just turned 16 haven't you yeah in what way does that work for the age group and the juniors do you have a one shot year at this um, or I'll, have you got like potential I'll be to in, learn this year and yeah. through, go next year harder or what way is it yeah I'll be in there for two years in well, the junior really category good, so it's, yeah. yeah I can use this year as a test year see how I am yeah. with racing as well yeah. so like I can gauge my speed as well for that because every the, some fast boys will like yeah. go like we'll move up into elites but definitely I want to use this year as well to try show myself to big teams as well exactly, yeah. because once you hit elites you'd want to be getting onto team because like yeah. that's the plan yeah, yeah so because yeah. like it's not like enduro where you're in juniors for I'd be in juniors for like under 21s for five years or something but yeah 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 like, it's much more of a smaller I don't think people realize the time frame is, yeah it's, it's quite close like before quite, I know quite it tight. yeah before yeah. I know it the season will be over and I'll be in second year juniors and that's yeah. where like the fast boys really need to be showing up like yeah. stepping up your times against elite riders yeah. as well and obviously you're on you're on the Vitus with biking.ie here in Ireland but what sort of sport have you got to go into into Maribor yeah it's been a helpful so I just got my parts box parts only a few days ago which would be perfect like spares for the bike everything I got my new downer bike uh, two weeks ago it which, looks yeah I'm tell loving. us a little bit yeah. about that so it's the new Vitus so it's a new longer linkage on the back uh, I think it's like 18mm longer I'm not 100% sure so the back end's a little bit longer and it's savage bike to ride seriously yeah. plush new forks so like new rock shock same same front end but it's running mint so yeah, far I've yeah. done a good few test runs and it's shown well at Carrick anyway yeah. it's so, quite a looker yeah uh, is it a fancy paint job on this yeah, one it's yeah it's like grey silver so it sparkles kind of underneath it <laughs> it's a little reflex lo- yeah definitely yeah. so I'm loving that bike yeah, anyway yeah. Um, yeah so aside from the racing side of things the one thing you always do is light up my Instagram every time I see it with these crazy backyard jumps oh that you've yeah got. Tell us a little bit about that and 
you don't obviously have any fear. No. Because <laughs> the jumps you're hitting, what size are those doubles? Um, so my big one is about 45 foot gap. So, yeah. Um, I think it's the biggest jump in Ireland by far. By a long yeah, way, yeah. Because I built a jump in my backyard, like a smaller one, which I loved. And then we had a digger in for my parents were building horse gallops. So we had a digger in yeah. for there. And I decided to build a huge jump. Yeah. I just wanted to build something massive, really. Yeah. So I built that jump. And I didn't think I was going to... It'd be all right size, but it worked out perfect after three goes and I cased up my fourth go in the wet, which uh, was a bit of a case anyway. Chain around it and straight wires, but I just like I just love building jumps and I love when you build something it works out well. <laughs> so I, I might try build a jump line over the summer with maybe a bigger jump. Try to go something bigger again. Forty-five yeah. foot's not enough. Uh, I'll try to go bigger anyway, but mm-hmm. an actual jump line, like a mini loose vest line or think yeah, line kind of. In all seriousness, though, having a jump like that in your back garden, when you see something that's in a, in a race situation, you've already mentally know you can do it. Yeah, like, because you've done it in your back garden. Yeah, like yeah. looking up to the World Cup coming this next week in Maribor, there's a massive gap in it. But I was kind of like, I won't be worried about that gap because I have something bigger in my back garden, so I don't have to be worried about. Yeah. Like it might be hard, but I've like if I can do my jump surely I can do that yeah. jump bigger or yeah. maybe yeah. that size so it's definitely good for confidence like yeah, yeah. no worry about that anyway well best of luck for Maribor and the rest of the season we're all behind you we know we're, 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 we'll be glued to the, the TV screens to see how Perfect. things go and uh, just go out, as you said go out of the gates and give it your all yeah thanks anyway I love yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it anyway yeah definitely Perfect. Well, best of luck thanks well that's basically the roundup of that um Lots of exciting stuff has happened. Lots of exciting stuff to happen in the near future. Um, and it's been crazy, man. There's just, it just seems to, once it starts, it just seems to go nuts here in Ireland. Yeah, it flows, flows really good, doesn't it? It's, uh, there's a lot happening. April was always going to be a busy time with so many races, literally back to back. I think you could have done five races back to back if you wanted, because even we've just, Finished Ballinastow and then the second round of the grassroots is kicking off this weekend in Dunmanway in Cork. So yeah, it's uh, it's a busy time. Wow, wow. Let's chat a wee bit about riders to watch out for then um, over the season. Um, I know you've got a few names and stuff you want to mention. So let's chat a wee bit about about those what those guys. Yeah, as we mentioned, um, Harry Byrne and Drew Armstrong have definitely shown themselves to be the some of the, the riders to watch in that pro men category. But just below that, we then we have, you know, the up-and-coming talents is coming through the ranks. And, you know, Niall Clerken has been pretty impressive so far in the junior class. So he's, so you have pro men under 21, where Harry and um, Drew would fit into. And then Niall is in, he's in the junior class. So that's for under 16s. Um, he won both rounds of Enduro. So he won the, Ravensdale, then he went on and won in uh, Ballinastow. And then he also raced the downhill in Carrick for second overall. And actually, of an int- of quite interestingly, he was 23rd overall in Ravensdale. So he wasn't hanging about in the overall standings mm-hmm. either. So that's that's really good to see a rider like that coming through. And then another one that was keeping him honest was uh, Brendan Conroy, um, a.k.a. the Juice Man or Juice Man on Instagram. Um when he's not pulling jibs and 360s and whatever he's at, he's 
quick in enduro too, and he's gone two two. So he's second in Ravensdale and second in Banastow. So those two guys are going to have a good battle, I, I believe, for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, in the youth class, uh, Callum Morris definitely a rider to keep an eye on your radar. Um, he's done a hat trick already. He's taken a win in Ravensdale for the first tracks enduro cup. Um, a win in Carrick for the downhill and a win in Ballinstow for the Gravity Enduro Series. So um, top marks of that lad, definitely one to keep your eye keep your eye on. So he's um, to, he's about I, I don't know I'm, I think he's about thirteen. So yeah, very fast little kid. Um, one rider definitely worth having a mention in is James Fleming. Actually, people probably didn't know the name, but they'll know the the name FMX Photography, and that's James Fleming. So. He's normally seen taking photos at an event and in Ravensdale he decided to race and God help his opposition because he finished seventh overall and was <laughs> second in seniors. So very big tip of the hat for that lad. He, um, Yeah, I think he took a lot of people by surprise with that result. Um, just rocked up in a car, pulled the bike out of the, out of the boot of the car, put the wheel into the bike and went out and just smashed it. So yeah, top marks to him. Yeah, that's scary. If somebody like that puts their mind to it, everybody's in trouble. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so he's officially the fastest photographer in Ireland. The men are from mountain biking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, classic. Uh, now, before we go on to chat about additional topics um, and things like that, how do you think the races have went so far? What do you think the support has been like? Do you think the talent is getting better? Just give us your overall general view of the whole thing, Robert. Yeah, it all seems to be pretty good. You know, I suppose everybody's hungry for a bit of competition after the winter months. So we've seen good entries for all rounds, um, you know, 260 minimum, 300 plus in gravity enduro, which is incredible. Um, the, the racing has been good. It's been really competitive. There's, you know, some... You know, some classes have only been separated by a second or two here and there. Um, yeah, all around it's been it's been really good. Um, I don't think it's hard to fall. It'll be hopefully now it, it continues in the same manner that it's begun, and so it'll be we should be set for a good season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and do you think with the likes of Greg Callahan and Keelan Grant and the guys, the big hitters coming out, do you think that helps the whole thing? Oh, it must do. Yeah, like. Look at Greg's Instagram account. He's 40,000 followers. Mm-hmm. You know, he's putting up, here's me, you know, here's him racing Ballinastow or here's him racing downhill in Carrick. And it, it puts it puts it more so on the map. You know, people from around the world that wouldn't know what's going on in Ireland are seeing it, seeing it happening, you know, simply by him. And then Killian's on the track, you know, specialised would specialize the would factory specialized team have ever paid too much attention to Irish enduro and then until Killian started racing probably not but you know having him on the track is uh, it's definitely good for that and similarly with Keelan too you know they're all they're factory riders and it's great to see them out there and it's you know it's good for the other riders too because it's that benchmark you know that they're chasing you know you coming in at the end of Ballon the Stone people are obviously seeing where they finish but also checking and comparing against uh, riders like Greg and Killian and Keelan to see see where they stacked up, you know. And then you've got mm-hmm. guys like Harry Byrne or Drew Armstrong or those that's uh, stealing a stage or two win off them, you know. That's that's impressive too. So yeah, it's all good. 
Yeah, I think so. I think it works really well. Good stuff. Now, let's chat a wee bit more about some of the topics that are happening uh, as regarding mountain biking and stuff. Now, you chatted with Niall Davis just regarding future development of the the grant and the trail centres that are happening there and the funding that's available. Just tell us a wee bit about that. Yeah, in, in Ballinastow, um just had a quick, kind of just a quick chat and say hello to Niall because um, he's flat out organising the Gravity Enduro series, so he doesn't have much time to to stop. But um, he was keen, he addressed the, the paddock and the entry just after the race um, about what's these Quilch trail centres and the fund and there's 13 million being made available, euro made available for development of trail centres with I think they've proposed 300 kilometres of trail centres and he's keen and obviously Quilch at the same time are keen for rider feedback and to have essentially it's now it's your time to have a say in in, in what's going to be built and how things are going to be built Um, because one of the things was keen to address that you know the those trail centres that we have now, they're about 15 years old. So mountain biking 15 years was probably a different world than what we're in now. And they want to make sure that they future-proof what they're going to build moving forward. So they're obviously keen to to hear what riders want and what they can deliver at the same time. So, yeah, it's it all sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's, is he, he's quite um, enthusiastic about the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, he, he, they, him and their their biking.ie crew that they manage uh, Ticknock, Ballastow, and also uh, Sleeve Bloom, which is um, under development. So they're kind of the, the go-to guys for mountain biking, essentially in Ireland, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, that's uh, as exciting. It's exciting times, really, for that. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Okay, now. Let's then chat a wee bit about a few things that have been going on in Northern Ireland uh, with trail closures and some event cancellations and stuff like that. Let's touch a wee bit on that. So what have you heard really that has been going down? This one's one's in contrast really to what, you know, seems to be happening in the Republic with the Quailsha seems to be in, you know, the, the opposite is happening in Northern Ireland and that's sort of been, I think it's been bubbling away at the surface and now it's coming to a head a bit um, with trail closures and event cancellations and natural unofficial trails essentially in cancel. I suppose we, it's hard to address what it is when we're not all fully sure what it is ourselves yet. But um, what we've just had was uh, the Irish Enduro Champs was scheduled to be held in Ross Trevor, and that's been moved to Ravensdale. Um, we've had an XC race that was supposed to be held in Tullymore, which was cancelled because there was no apparently there was no permit made available. Um, and then we also just had news today that Dav Enduro was cancelled. So it's not, it's definitely not a, a good sign at the moment, and. Currently, there's a there's an online petition going for people just to sign and put your name forward and about the preservation of uh, mountain biking trails in Northern Ireland. So um, I'm sure you put the link up for that and people mm-hmm. can get get on and get get it signed. And basically, you know, a thousand thousand voices is bigger than one voice. So if we can all come together in this and uh, show that you know we need 
natural trails and not just um official trail center trails we we everybody we need a good mixture of um places to ride that uh, we can hopefully do something about it mm-hmm. yeah so what i understand just to let people know that i haven't heard anything about it is the forestry are complaining or making things difficult if you want because riders are going out and building their own trails is that is that effectively the issue yeah i think there's a there's a catalog of issues um as i said we're kind of we're i suppose we can only really skirt around the issue because we had no official statement essentially we have had nothing official from say the forestry commission in northern ireland or the mountain biking bodies that would be in ireland we haven't had an official farming but kind of the the grapevine of the rumor is that um it's to the main re- the main reasons is the i suppose the the, the commissioner worried that uh, people are going to get injured or you know result in claims and lawsuits for injuries on unofficial trails or mm-hmm. innocent or people maybe just out walking or you know hiking or whatever might get injured due to an accident or an injury on a collision on an unofficial trail. So, yeah, I suppose they're just maybe trying to dot their I's and cross their T's and before they go any forward with it. So it's it's just difficult to say at the minute. It's it's um, it's tough one to call how this is going to go. I, you know, some people are fairly confident that it will resolve itself and we'll be all OK again. That's what we hope. But. We don't know yet. It's it's worrying when you see somewhere like Ross Traver getting affected. You know, there's iconic trails there, trails that were probably there before the, the trail centre was ever built in the first place, like bins and DH3 or DH4 and sort of natural trails that locals have spent, local trail builders have spent a lot, a lot of time carving into the side of the hill and to see those get um, closed or blocked off, it, it's not a good... Um, good place because you know a lot of people regard Westriver as the mecca for Irish mountain biking and mm-hmm. it's, it's a hell of a hill and surely there's room for uh, official trails and, and natural trails if you want to call them if you want to put it that way you know yeah and the online petition is basically just to let the forestry department know that uh, we want to chat about this yeah, it's it's something that needs to be addressed. I suppose that's what the petition is, is about. It's uh, it's creating a bigger voice than just one voice. And um, now it's not my petition. It's 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 um, somebody else has started it online. And mm-hmm. um, I suppose it, it helps for talks that you know. Look, this is affecting a lot of people. You know, it's not just um, it's not just people my age or whatever, like you've young kids that they put their heart and soul into mountain biking, you know, that's what they do on a weekend and, you know, they need these trails to, 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 to race and progress, you know, you know, we've got world-class, we, we're just after having a massive chat about world-class riders on the world stage representing Ireland and here we are closing trails that could essentially, you know, hinder and hurt the next generation of, um, Mm-hmm. talented writers to come through and represent Ireland on the world stage so it's um it's a lot there's a lot of issues going on and hopefully it can be addressed yeah it's sad to see because 
it's funny when I've been chatting with you both on the podcast and just in general, just chatting when we haven't been recording and stuff, we've been both so psyched that the Irish scene is getting so good, the talent is so good, the trails are so good, and we're just so lucky to have it. And it's it's just very sad to see something like this starting to show its its head now, you know. Exactly, you know, um when we're not seeing mountain bike racing in, in Northern Ireland, that's that's a, that's a sad day. Okay, mm-hmm. we've got around in Bigwood, but I, I believe that's because it's a privately owned forest, whereas Ravens, uh, and Ravensdale is, is not Ravensdale's quilcher owned, and it's not Forestry Commission owned. Because uh, people had said, oh, why don't you just go up and ride Ballycastle or ride somewhere else like that? But they all follow fall under the same organisation. So if there's a problem with Ravensdale, a uh, problem with Ross Trevor or Castle Wellen or Tullymore, then it's a problem across the whole ward of Northern Ireland. It's not just those isolated areas. So mm-hmm. it's, um, yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of people behind the scene working to try and get it fixed and resolved. And hopefully it's um, something that we, it's a storm we can kind of ride out, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, let's chat about the thing. Let's, get it sorted let's come to a compromise and I, I think at the end of the day you know for tourism and everything else that the trail centers are built for to get money into these small towns whatever it may be i think we all want them to work um and they'll not work if the riders don't go to them so no and you've got businesses you know like say for example in ross Traver, you've the east coast Adventure Centre, they're reliant on people coming to use the uplift service. Um, okay, they have two official downhill trails, but you know Ross Travers renowned for its its natural trails, and if they haven't got them to ride, they're gonna ride as a vote with their feet and move elsewhere, and then that's not good for for that business that employing lots of people. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's true, and it's sad because I had somebody, a couple of guys commenting on the Facebook page that um, they'd heard Ross Trevor was closed and what was going on. So yeah. it was probably off the back of that. Um, Ross Trevor isn't closed, but there's maybe certain natural trails that are. So, you know, they thought the whole... The yes, whole... Yeah. yeah, and that's not something you want. No. Either, you know, because the whole trail centre isn't. It's, it's a fantastic trail centre. You know, we've got 30 kilometres of red loop. Um to ride it's it's fantastic it's it's a brilliant day's out riding the red loop but then also on the flip side you have the natural trails that are you know some of the best in the country mm-hmm. yeah okay it's, it's sort of a some way some resolution to to continue how it is because you don't want to push you know it's not going to it's not going to like if the powers to be think it's going to stop. It's not going to stop it. It's going to push it on the ground, and that's not a direction you want to take it either. You don't want um, a sport to go on the ground, essentially to have minors, you know, illegally practicing because that's you know that's not good. That's not a good sign or direction for the sport either. No, totally not. No, no. Okay, let's keep our eye on it, and we'll see yeah. what happens, and we can update yeah. people when we get more info. Um, and uh, hopefully it all works out, but yeah. let's keep our fingers crossed. Now, is there anything else you want to chat about? Anything upcoming or anything you want um, to just mention? Let's try and pick it up a little bit. I've got a bit down and 
Uh, we've got a few few things to to, to address. Um, summer's here, so there's long evenings, and there's plenty of plenty of clubs now kicking off their evening spins. So I seen um, the was Dramara Club just started their XE their Tuesday evening XE spin XE races. Um, the Kukulin Club also did their X have started their 15 round. XC Championship on the Tuesday evening and so too of the IMBC club down in Dublin. They've got their XC Championship going for Tuesday evening so that's a good way to get out for spin if you're looking for something to do. And also interestingly the Cucullin club will run a three round Enduro series that mm. kicked off on May 15th at Ravensdale as well. So Ravensdale seems to be popping up quite a lot now at the minute. <laughs> um, so basically it'll be a uh, three stage blind enduro of a Tuesday evening so if you're looking for a bit of competitive practice there's your spot to go for Tuesday May 15th mm-hmm. uh, and then another another event on the horizon is if you're feeling brave and feeling up for it is the born physical XC MTB race in Castle Island on August 24th and 5th and that is a 24 hour race <laughs> no thanks <laughs> <laughs> I go on, so give it a go. <laughs> yeah, now that's cool because I was down at it a couple of years ago. You can do it in teams, you can enter in many different ways. Um so you don't have to do the whole twenty four hours yourself, you can do it in stages as such. Do you have to be clinically insane or what ways it work? Um yeah, I I don't know, a masochist maybe. There's <laughs> some there's, people love it. Yeah, dude. And listen, some people do it in single speeds. There's a single speed. Uh, so no, that's cool. Because that, that's the one that Glenn and all do, uh, enter, don't they? Glenn and Jack and them guys, the Vitus guys enter a team. Uh, I'm not 100% sure, actually. Um, um, I don't I don't know. I think I may be heard in the grapevine. They've done it once or twice. Mm-hmm. Um, this is good. I think there's good good crew of teams actually sign up for that one, so could be yeah. it could actually be a great weekend's crack actually yeah <laughs> i I, th- I think it really would I, yeah. you know it, it would be cool it'd be something else and i think a lot of the guys don't take it that serious it's more of you know a, a bit of a laugh with yeah. the lads and you know yeah and it's a it's about a 12 kilometer loop around castle Island, so it's not too bad i suppose that takes about an hour to do say an hour to do so you're probably looking mm-hmm. only 24 laps so it's all right <laughs> <laughs> yeah freak me that's deadly um all right so that's cool well listen rob thanks for coming on thanks for updating us on what's ho- happening in the irish scene um yeah, yeah just one uh, other little thing we've yes. just um got in on demo now just thanks again to chain reaction cycles belfast we have the new proof mega pro 275c so i've got a got a chance to ride that for a couple of weeks so we'll hopefully be able to check in in the near future with that one and see how that one's going. Yeah, cool. And uh, is that the what is that the same bike as Keelan rides? He rides the twenty nine or so he rides the two ninety. Um, okay. All right, yes. This yes. one is two seven five. It's carbon. I think it's the first year that New Proof have brought out carbon. So this is their carbon model. Um hundred and seventy mil travel in the front, one sixty five in the back on Rock Shock. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a proper weapon of a thing. It is a lo- nice-looking piece of machinery. Yeah, it looks really nice. Um, beefy bike, you know. It's 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 uh, 
yeah, it's a nice piece of kit. So yeah. or to just get in a few miles on that and see how see how that one goes because it's ah, it is. Yeah, essentially jumped off the twenty nine er of the Vitus Scarp back on the twenty seven inch reels. So we'll see how see how we get on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that retails for price wise? Um, I'm no, I'm not actually hundred percent sure. I've literally got it, so I haven't had the time to get all geeky about it yet. Um, I don't know what it's costing at uh-huh. all. Yeah. But, um, yeah, nice, nice piece of kit. Um, nice, nice to get out in the summer with that. Yes, yeah, there'll be plenty of spins on that one there. Happy days. All right, bro. Well, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Um, it's awesome to get you on as always. And um, I'm sure we can touch base uh, and get you on to see like a second half of the season or whatever when that happens and see how the boys are performing. If you don't mind, that would be awesome. No, that'd be brilliant. Thanks very much again for having me on. It's uh, it's been class. Just chatting bikes for an hour. So I hope um, we haven't. I hope we I hope we give some give something different this time with different interviews and plenty of things to kind of people to digest and have a have have a listen to. So there's a lot going on and there's a lot of different voices. So I hope we've got that across in this issue and uh, people enjoyed it. Because if we, if they did, we'll do some more. If they don't, well then <laughs> that was the first and only time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, no well it'll be it'll be nicer than hearing me talking anyway that's for sure exactly. uh, so all good man well listen here have a great evening and um, I'll touch base with you and enjoy that nuke proof alright well, well no bother thanks very much alright bud thanks a lot bye bye that's it for another week folks I hope you enjoyed that episode and Robert thanks so much for coming on and chatting about the Irish race scene. It's exciting, man. There's a lot happening. And um, I'm glad you come on the podcast and shared your interviews with us and shared your knowledge with the scene. And it's so cool. And, it, you know, it really stokes me for the rest of the season. And I hope uh, I hope things get sorted out with the other issues that are going on and stuff. But um, we can all sit down and have a chat about it. And I'm sure we'll get to the bottom of it and get something sorted for both parties. So we will keep an eye on that. And hopefully we will have more information on that coming up in future episodes of the podcast Um, now if you want to know more about this week's episode or any of the other episodes just go to the website mtb-tribe.com you'll get show notes there you will get quick links to the guests on the show you'll get quick links to their socials and anything else that's going on resources and stuff there also just for your ease of access now you can also download the show from there the whole bike catalogue is on there as well so you can you can scan through and see if there's any episodes that uh, take your fancy and have a listen just via the website. You can also download us via Spotify, Podbean and iTunes. And if you're doing that, thanks so much. I know that's how I listen to it um, or scan over it anyway. I've kind of listened to it enough times by the time um, I've got to edit it down here. But um, uh, I listen to it via the old Stitcher and um, it's a great app and um, Spotify's getting super popular now as well and we're, we haven't been on there long but all the episodes are now there um, so you can listen via there now if you want to get more involved you can follow us on socials our Instagram and Facebook pages are at MTB Tribe you can get uh, in contact with me there just direct message me via there you can also email me at info at mtb-tribe.com and um, I do read all the emails and I will get back to you Now you can also subscribe to the podcast, just simply go to mtb-tribe.com and go to the subscription 
section, fill in your email and you will get one email a week just with a short synopsis of what's happening on the show and who's coming on as a guest that week. Um, So you will not be bombarded with emails or anything like that. So thanks again, folks. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will join you next time for an exciting episode of the MTB Tribe podcast. Go out in the trails, keep the pedals pushing and enjoy yourself out there. Summer's just around the corner, folks, so let's hope for some great weather and great rides with friends. Have a good one. See you next week.